during the few moments that we have left, we want to talk right down to earth in a language that everybody here can easily understand. Hello and welcome back to Jake's World, episode 36 of Jake's World. I'm your host, Jake Swinski, and today is Tuesday, September 29th, 2020. And before I get into the show, if you do hear some creaking and cracking, I am recording in the basement this evening because I have a television set available and I want to watch playoff baseball before tonight's presidential debate so decided to get a little comfy and do this in front of the TV and there's nothing like playoff baseball either so Jake's World is presented by the Nuance Magazine I was blessed and honored to get a paper edition of the magazine and it looks really fucking cool so, check Nuance Magazine out. I've been telling you guys this for weeks. They work really hard at it. Put a lot of time, a lot of thought into it. It's a culture magazine, a lot of musicians, up-and-coming artists, things like that. Super cool, super trendy. They got their clothing line, all kinds of stuff. Check out the Nuance Magazine. Now... Today's show is going to be a lot of sports. I decided I will get to two episodes this week, whether it's Thursday or Friday or Saturday, whenever I get to recording the second one this week. Gonna, I decided to you know load up the sports talk in the beginning, and the next show might be, you know, I might have a little bit of that mix in there too. Kind of depends what happens throughout the week, but been finally able to have I finally have an opportunity to where I can actually talk about something aside from sports you know with uh, a lot of things coming up here so decided to break it up that way and I'll get a lot of the you know the weekend recap sports and everything that's happened over the last few days done and out of the way and I might do a little bit of a story time too on Thursday so I read this book about um, options trading, and if you do pay attention to CNBC at all, I'm old, I watch the business news. Uh, John and Pete Nigerian wrote a book about options trading, and there's a little story in there that I'm going to do some digging into and talk about on the next show as well. So without further ado, let's get into it. I am a huge hockey guy. I love Hockey, regular season, hockey, playoffs, and of course, the Stanley Cup, the best trophy in all of sports. It doesn't matter if you your favorite sport is football, if it's baseball, basketball, um, hockey, cricket, soccer, didgeridoo, instrument playing, anything. You could think of any form of competitive um, sport. Any event you can do, any anything, anything. It is hundred percent, no debate, and 
any educated sports fan will tell you, it's not necessarily the process, but the physical trophy itself, the Stanley Cup, is the best trophy ever. Every hockey player on the winning team of the Stanley Cup gets their name carved into a trophy, right? Who parades with the trophy? Who drinks beer out of the trophy? You can't do that in other sports, right? Hockey's the only sport you can do that. I mean, I figure, I mean, if you win, like, the U.S. Open Cup, you could probably drink beers out of there, and I'm sure somebody's tried it before, U.S. Open, golf. I mean, golf trophies, it might have been tried. But, I mean, the guy who won the U.S. Open, um, he picked up the trophy, and it fell apart on him. You can't do that with a Stanley Cup. It's 35 pounds. You'd be more likely to just drop the entire thing. It's enormous. I mean, two guys carry it out, and they wheel it onto the ice, and it's it's a spectacle, right? Stanley Cups, The Stanley Cup playoffs concluded last night. Uh, Tampa Bay Lightning beat Dallas Stars three games to two, four games to two, excuse me. That would that one went to game six. Um, the Lightning really emerged as the favorite. I mean, they've got one of the best offenses in the league every year. And, it, I mean, it was kind of a special story just because um, if you pay attention to hockey whatsoever, last year, I mean, they won the President's Trophy that's awarded to the team the most points every year essentially points are like wins right can equate it to wins um in hockey it's weighted right you have wins losses and shootout losses right it looks like when you have a win loss record it looks like ties right i mean in football a team could go nine six and one Right, yeah, 16. So now you could go 9 6 1, 9 wins, 6 losses, 1 tie. You can't tie in hockey in the regular, in the postseason, but in the regular season, you can. And you get 2 points for a win, no points for a loss, and 1 point for a shootout loss. They figure, I mean, you played, you can't win in overtime. Shootout is kind of debated. Like, I mean, some people want to do away with the shootout just because it's like, it's the most unnatural part of hockey. I mean, you never have. A complete one-on-one situation where it's just uh, an attacker with the or an offense, uh, an offensive player with just the puck against the goalie. It's it that rarely, rarely happens. I mean, even in a breakaway situation, you have a guy chasing you. You're thinking about that. It's never just you and the goalie. It's really unnatural. And some hockey, um, some hockey fans and people inside the game would like to see that aspect of it go away, so they do away with it in the playoffs. But anyways, the Lightning won the President's Trophy last year. I think they had like 120 points, and they ended up losing to the Columbus Blue Jackets in four games, four-game sweep, eight-seed one. Right then, I mean that's tough. I mean, especially if you're a favorite in your respective sport at any level, you choke away a great opportunity to go on a playoff run. That sits with you wrong, and that's and that's not even just in sports. That's with anything. That's just being competitive. It doesn't sit right, and you think about that for a long time. And then, I mean, the Lightning didn't have to play. Um, 
in the play-in series with this, you know, modified Stanley Cup format, and they they beat the Blue Jackets right away. Right, they got that that monkey off their back, you know, that weight off their shoulders, and then they kind of cruised the rest of the way. I mean, Victor Hedman's a defenseman for the Lightning, had historic playoffs. I mean, ten goals. I think it was ten goals and a shit ton of points. Um, I mean, they were rolling. I mean, they played some close games. A lot of overtime hockey out of that team. Sometimes, I mean, they have such a hot offense. It's streaky. I mean, some games they don't score. They got a pretty good goaltender. But, I mean, it's like with any team in hockey. I mean, you can win any given night. And they're the team that won the most and came out on top. Dallas Stars played a really good series, too. I mean, they were always a fringe team in the regular season. You know, they don't blow your socks off ever. They can put up points. They got much better this season. And, I mean, it's a hard-fought series for sure. But I think, really, the story of that entire series was uh, Game 3. Their captain, Steven Stamkos, played, like, two shifts, right? Two minutes and 43 seconds of ice time. He took one shot. And he scored a goal. Beautiful shot. It was perfect. Right in the corner. No chance goalie can stop it. Um, and it's like you were doing all of that without your best player, too. And if not your best player, your captain, right? And it just goes to show, like, how important. A, ooh, that's a Gary Sanchez home run. Um, you can't, like, it just goes to show, like, how much one guy in your team can you know rally you can rally around them I tweeted out game three I saw Stammer <laughs> in pregame skates in pregame warm up and like I tweeted out this series is over got no attention that's okay but um fuck it try not to get too much into the hockey talk because I'm kind of a hockey nerd and like most of my friends anyways aren't really into hockey all that much I got one buddy who watches it pretty routinely but I mean aside from him I'm pretty much the only one uh baseball regular season wrapped up um I kind of forgot about the wild card format they're doing and Bieber got shelled today um Yankees and Indians are on right now I'm watching them currently um Forgot that they're doing a best of three series for every team that was seeded. They're doing a one through eight format, kind of like how basketball does it, except they're doing a best of three. It's a wild card series, and I think that's just to get some more baseball in. Because, I mean, they only played 60 regular season games, and I'd say you want, you know, owners to maximize the money they get. But nobody is in the stands. So, I mean, I guess you could think of it as, like, you know, expanded TV deals or whatever. But more baseball, I guess. And it's doing a best of three instead of the typical wild card best of five, a playing game if necessary. Best of five, then the championship series and the World Series being the best of seven. See how that goes. I mean,. I said in July that I was going to watch a ton of baseball, and it kind of, that never happened. It's just, it baseball's tough to get into, especially when you have playoff hockey and playoff basketball going on, and the start of the NFL as well. Um, basketball, um, the Heat won last night. They closed it out in six. They will be playing 
the Los Angeles Lakers, who closed out their series in five, another gentleman sweep. And I do not see how LeBron James does not win his fourth title. I don't see how it happens. I mean, Lakers are a damn good team. The Heat are too, but I just, the way the Heat play, I don't think you can shoot shoot a team to death four games out of seven. I just don't see it happening. It kind of reminds me how, uh, you know, the Rockets approach was before they um, traded for Russell Westbrook for Chris Paul. Um, I mean, that was their plan to keep up with the Warriors at the time, right? Just shoot and shoot and shoot and shoot and shoot. And then you get to a game seven and yet strategy backfires when you... um, go one for 26 down the stretch shooting three so i imagine that the lakers will be the nba finals champions unless something crazy happens but anything can happen especially with the heat i mean they were kind of written off the whole time another stat i saw was really crazy this is the first time in nba history that two teams that did not make the playoffs the season before are playing in the finals it's pretty pretty crazy and I think game one is tomorrow night, Wednesday night. So definitely going to have to pay attention to that as well. Getting into football. Football. Um, my fantasy team stinks right now. It stinks, stinks, stinks. The boys don't want to play. And that happens to everybody. I mean, I think everybody has a stretch you know, two, three weeks, um, they just don't get anything done. I'm one and two, kind of in the middle of the pack. At least I'm consistent. I mean, I've, I haven't had any clunkers, but I mean, I think I put up 137, 130, and 120. Trending the wrong way, I'd like to see that happen, but it doesn't help when every week you have, you know, four guys pick up the load for everyone else who doesn't do anything, and that's not a recipe to actually win some games on stretch. But um, that's all I'm going to go in about fantasy. Big news today with the Minnesota Vikings and the Tennessee Titans having some coronavirus issues. Uh, that was released this morning, Tuesday morning. A um, couple of the players in Tennessee contracted the virus. I'm not sure how. I don't know if they released any of those details yet. If they did, I did not see them. They did not disclose who had it, but both teams decided to shut down their facilities uh, until Saturday. So unless they practice off-site and they are effectively able to quarantine the three players, I'm speaking for Tennessee. I didn't see if anyone in Minnesota has tested positive for it yet. But unless they um, find a place to practice or they just go in without practicing at all, I imagine that the Titans and the Vikings will have a week four bye and will not end up playing. That impacts me because Derrick Henry was my first pick, of course. This is the day after he has um, 100-plus rushing yards and two touchdowns. He finally gets on track, and now he's probably not going to play. Even though in Derrick Henry's defense, he's so big and frightening looking that coronavirus would probably look at him and run the other way. But, like I said, I cannot imagine that they will be playing this Sunday. So, that might be, 
you know, something to keep an eye out on. I hope they don't ruin it for the rest of the league because, I mean, honestly, I think this was more of a matter of time. Like, the NBA and the NHL didn't really have any hiccups, really. I mean, it was pretty much just the Lou Williams thing and the bubble thoughts. And <laughs> it was really about it on the NBA side. No hiccups on the NHL, really. I think the worst thing that happened for them was, like, the the heat or the cool the air conditioning I don't know whatever you'd use to cool the rink that broke or something happened and there was like a flood inside of the rink and they got that taken care of but really those are the only hiccups um, baseball had its issues right away and um, seems like they kind of worked that out I mean the Cardinals had an issue the Marlins had an issue that kind of impacted the Brewers and the Cubs and the Phillies and the Yankees and the Orioles. So, I mean, baseball is a little different when you play every day and you usually have enough guys where you can continue playing. But I guess we'll see what happens, right? So, kind of unfortunate. And like I said, it seemed like it was inevitable that this would happen just because doing a bubble environment for the regular season really isn't feasible but some highlights from week three nfl uh bad beats for me parlay didn't hit last night's parlay didn't hit um did win some money on the packers game though um packers straight up or packers money line packers over game score that was nice kind of watered down the losses from the daytime um the Falcons, I talked about it last week. I cannot foresee Dan Quinn being the coach of the Atlanta Falcons much longer. They blew a 26-9 point lead against the Chicago Bears. Finally benched Mitch Trubisky. <laughs> Mitch, Mitch looked terrible. The Bears looked terrible. And then Pig Dick Nick comes in to save the day. He didn't look much better either in, his defense, in, in Trubisky's defense, but... Bears are three and zero. They don't. They should be zero and three. They could reasonably be zero and three. They should be one and two, but they could very easily be zero and three if um, you know the defense doesn't buckle down in the second half and the offense doesn't magically come to life in the fourth quarter. But wins a win. They're three and zero atop the NFC North with the Green Bay Packers. Packers played a pretty good game against you know a top caliber offense and the. Uh, New Orleans Saints looked really weird seeing the Saints at one and two through three weeks. I mean, it's a pretty high-powered offense, and their defense sometimes it's like Swiss cheese, but I mean, most of the times they play it pretty tight. So it's kind of weird seeing them right like that. Um, what else happened? Chargers looked really bad against the Panthers. Herbert struggled. Kyler Murray didn't look great against uh, who they played. They played the Lions. They didn't look very good. Um, I mean, three three interceptions to a pretty lackluster defense isn't going to get the job done. Um, Jets looked bad, per usual. 49ers rolled. Bills and Rams was a shootout. I mean, the Bills are a legit team, too. Uh, the Patriots rolled. I was... In on the Raiders, I think they're a step away yet. Don't think they're quite there. 
Tom Brady rolled. Seahawks, Cowboys was a shootout. I mean, that was what everybody was expecting for the most part. But, um, yeah, otherwise, I mean, it's just an average week. I mean, they're the, the crapshoot games, you know. Those seem to be at noon. And then the, the middle slate, you had the Cowboys-Seahawks. That was a pretty good game. Russell Wilson balled out. Last night, Pat Mahomes balled out. The Ravens didn't look great either. Packers-Saints was a thriller. So, I mean, it was a pretty good week. Week three of football overall. So, I mean, didn't want to get too in-depth today just because, I mean, a lot of sports. Oh, oh, wait, there is one more thing I'm forgetting before I wrap up the show. Colin Cowherd had probably the worst take of the football season so far. Um... He's not a Carson Wentz guy, clearly, and I don't think he's in the wrong necessarily for that. I mean, this is his fifth season, and he's probably played, you know, half of the five seasons he's been in the league. He's very injury prone. But, I mean, when he's on, he's on. He's a strong arm, mobile, doesn't always make the best decisions throwing the ball, but, I mean, he's an above-average quarterback in the NFL. Um, I'm out on Doug Peterson, too. I mean, I think it was a miracle that they won the Super Bowl against the Patriots um, in 2017. But um, kind of got into a little bit of a heated discussion <laughs> with all the, the guys watching football on Sunday. They tied with the Bengals. And they had an opportunity to kick a 64-yard field goal, right? Jake Elliott's one of the better kickers in the league. He had a pretty good game. I mean, it was a field goal game. It seems like the Bengals love playing in games where, you know, it's um, 12 to 9 and it's all field goals, right? I think two touchdowns were scored for each team. Yeah, it was 23-23. Now, I could be wrong in this, but I really don't think I am. Honestly, I hate the tie thing in the NFL. I like the sudden death overtime. I mean, you could even do it like college, right? You can kind of modify that and don't end the game in a tie. You just keep going until somebody wins. You know, each team gets a chance. In college, they started on the 30-yard line, 25-yard line, something like that. And, you know, they do a set of downs. You can get a first down, and you're in the goal. You're in range. Or I don't even know if they do downs. I think you just have three stabs at it. I mean, you can score, then the other team gets hit. If they score, you keep going. If field goal you get a stop game's over it's kind of like that in football right you win the face or you win the coin toss if you the receiving team scores a touchdown right away the game's over but if you get a field goal the other team gets a chance to match it or do better and then they win the game it's like you have 15 minutes to do so i don't like that I wish they would do another overtime after, you know, that first trade-off until the game has a winner. But here's my gripe. Um, the Eagles get the ball. They get their, or I think they get, a, they get the ball first and they had the punt. They get a stop or a turnover, whatever happened. And they're inside field goal range. It's a long one. I mean, it'd be 50, 55, 60, not quite 60 when it started. But um, they had a chance. 
It's like third and 15 after a penalty, and Carson Wentz, you know, he could have just scrambled to get, you know, five, six yards and give them a chance to win the game. He takes a sack. It's a 64-yard field goal with, like, what, 30 seconds left maybe? And Doug Peterson decides to punt. I don't like that. I would rather lose the game trying to win instead of tying the game being passive. Now, look at the division you play into. The Cowboys are your best threat. They're 0-3. Washington's 1-2. Who else? Who's the third? The Giants might not win a game this year. You can afford to lose that game. Especially when you still have two head-to-head games with the only other real threat in the division right now. I mean, Washington is going to be up there just because it's a dumpster fire of a division. I would be okay trying that 64-yard field goal and missing it instead of not trying at all. Like I said, maybe that's just a bad take on me, but that's what I would do. And a couple of my buddies agreed. One did not, but that's okay. I just think you should try to kick that and trust your defense enough to get the stop. Even though it would be in, they would be almost in field goal range, so that it's kind of a tall task, you know, asking your defense to give up, you know, less than five yards in 30 seconds. But if any guy can in the league can hit it, I mean, I would say there's four guys who have the leg to do that still, and that's um, Will Lutz. Greg Zerline, uh, Justin Tucker, and Jake Elliott. So, and Colin Cowherd made probably the most egregious take of all time, saying that uh, he would rather have his quarterbacks um, wear their hats forward and act like they are meeting the bank, uh, the CEO of Bank of America or Citigroup, instead of wearing their hats backwards like Carson Wentz always does, not realizing that like every quarterback east of the Mississippi does that too it's a football guy thing backward hat's a football guy thing so that concludes today's show like I said I kind of wanted to keep it short and sweet just talk about sports a little bit I mean uh, presidential debates on going to talk about that extensively um, Wednesday or next show South Park pandemic special it's going to be really funny going to talk about that too a little bit then like I said financial story time not going to be a ton of sports it's going to be a little bit more of me trying to explore my complicated side my intelligent side so hope you enjoyed the quick sports rundown try to cover them all best i could um that concludes today's show like i said jake's world's presented by nuance magazine please 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 check them out doing a really good thing they're trying to grow they want to they're doing it for the right reasons, right? They really they like the stuff they're talking about, all the music, all the art, all that stuff. They're, they're really into it. So check them out, Nuance Magazine. That concludes today's show. So follow me on Twitter, Instagram, Snapchat, at jakesawinski8, at J-A-K-E-S-A-W-I-N-S-K-I-8. And I'll talk to you guys next time. Peace. Back in elementary, I 
thrived on misery. Left me alone, I grew up amongst a dying breed. Inside my mind, couldn't find a place to rest. Until I got that dug like tatted on my chest. Tell me, can you feel me? I'm not living in the past, you wanna last. Be the first to blast, remember Cato. No longer with the seat, the seats. Call on the sirens, seen them murdered in the streets. Now rest in peace.